This is the J.P. Maroney Audio Vault. Bill Gates is quoted as saying, if you're not online on somebody's smartphone in the next six to nine months, if you can't figure out how to advertise online, then you're not in business. And we've seen it. We've seen a lot of people fall and fail. And I can tell you from personal experience over the years, success is a whole lot more fun than failure. So what I want to do is I want to go over some big ideas. As I go over these big ideas, I want to share some tactical things that we're doing. And then I want to open it up in maybe about 15, 20 minutes for some questions. And then let's just drill in and dial into um, exactly what you guys are looking for from this. All right, so I want to go over a couple of things. Number one is to start with your market. Um, I, I have a thing I teach. You can, In fact, there's some videos on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and a lot of other places that talk about this um, where I share the full model and the idea. But I have this thing I call the triple threat. And it's in this order. Market, message, monetization. Think of a little triangle. Market, message, monetization. In your marketing, you need to go in that order. In growing your business, you need to go in that order. You start with the market, then you produce your message, and then you monetize. And what that means is creating an irresistible offer that you can put in front of those people to monetize that, that, that relationship. But it starts with the market. And so you need to understand exactly who your market is, what platforms they're hanging out, how they articulate their problem, what their problem is, how they articulate that problem in their mind, and as we think about social media, really the, the one critical piece of this is knowing what you can say. Like one, one of the questions that um, you sent was um, what to post, you know, on social media. So you could sit around all day contemplating and trying to think, oh, would that be good? Hmm, I don't know. Would that be good? Well, yeah, that, okay, maybe that would be good. And then you're second guessing yourself all the time. Or you can start with the market first and say, who am I selling to? What are their problems? What questions do they have? Let me, hey, how about I answer some questions and solve some problems? That might be some good content to post. And so if you start with your market first, it makes it much easier to figure out what you're gonna say, how you're gonna say it, what imagery to use, what words to use, et cetera. Um, we just went through, I'm writing a book right now. In fact, I'm writing it by doing what I'm doing with you guys, teaching content. But I'm writing a book right now called Pillars of Profit. And the first module that we went through, which will become the first chapter in the book, was talking about this, knowing who your market is. And we have a worksheet on this. And um, I will, I'm trying to think how I can make sure y'all get this because I don't think they have the landing page up. If y'all, if you get on my list, if you go to jpmaroney.com slash free and get on my list, we'll be sending out the link as we start to promote this funnel and this content for this book. But I have a worksheet that I'm, I'll give you guys that you can go through to really think about who your market is, what they think about, what websites they're on, all of that kind of stuff. And we cover that in that particular chapter in the book. So, and if you get on my Instagram, I, we're going to, it starts next week, right, Jesse? Um, that, that module, Know Your Market. Yeah. So next week we're pumping out all of the content. I talked for about 45 minutes on that topic and all that content is coming out in chunks and pieces um, through all of our social platforms over the next week. So starting the, whatever that'd be, the third or sixth or something like that of, of um, March. So, all right. But start with your market first and then it makes it easier for you to figure out what to say. Number two, we've all heard the idea that content is king, but what content? And so 
Um, when I think about what you should put out into the marketplace, some of the easiest stuff that you can ever do is to write down all the questions that you get asked and then answer those questions. And if you find it difficult to sort of fly by yourself um, and think of what to say, then get somebody like the, the two of you, I'm having to go back over to be able to see the video, but um, uh, the two ladies. Okay, y'all. You know, y'all got together today to shoot some pictures or do something, um, but you just as easily could have set up a camera and one of you asked all these questions and then flipped the camera and the other asked all these questions. And then as a result, you could have produced some content. If you had seven questions, you would have at least seven pieces of content at minimum that you could put back out to, the, to your social media platforms over the next seven days. Does that make sense? Don't give up right. on them yet. They can still get that done. Yeah, exactly. And You're I, did, there. You I did have, have a camera up and was recording. <laughs> Excellent. So, so producing content and knowing what to produce. So um, what we're doing these days, I'll give you kind of a brief overview. Years ago, um, I published a lot of books. We had a book publishing company after I sold the magazines. When I went into the speaking business, I did a lot of books. And we had a private label training company with over 50 uh, training products for employees and stuff for the companies. And so um, what, what I did over the years helping people publish their book, and we're fixing to do this with another client, I just talked to her yesterday, is... We build an outline and then build a set of prompts or questions and then interview around that set of questions. And the result of that is, is audio or video. We like video because then you get both, but video, then audio, then a transcript. And then you can edit that and turn that into a book. But the value of that, the real value of that is that if you really think about your content in advance, then you can actually put out something that is super structured and is all congruent with each other and that could be built into a bigger body of work. It could be an info product or a training product. It could be a book. It could be all of the above. Or it could be a podcast series with 12 or 13 episodes or whatever you want to do. So that's how we're looking at content ourselves these days is I'm borrowing from what I did uh, many years ago with producing the books and the content um, what I've learned from Gary Vaynerchuk talking about what he does with pillar content, what um, a guy by the name of Ping Jun has talked about with, he calls it content multiplier. Um, and so we, we, our word we've put on it, our label, is the content machine. And essentially we look at content production like a manufacturing process. In fact, one of my favorite video series on Amazon, my daughters and I have been watching this together, my wife too, but my daughters, my 12-year-old and 7-year-old, and people are freaking out, they're like, what? they're watching that? But um, they've been watching this series, The Men Who Built America on um, Amazon Prime. And in there, the last video or the last episode is about Henry Ford and how he completely... Um, invented or reinvented the manufacturing process by creating the the, the, uh, the assembly line process with the Ford vehicles. And we're doing something very similar to that. In fact, Jay, my COO, was over here last night and we were whiteboarding out even more trying to figure out the processes. And we came up with something that was really cool. Jesse will be telling you about that um, today. But we came up with something really cool that we're going to do with what we call a raw transcript where by the time the video editor gets it, the writers and editors will have it, the graphics people will have it, and the copywriters will have it. Everybody has their stuff, and that will move through a parallel path 
in this machine. And so what happens is with content is if you lead with content, you educate the market and they begin to know, like, and trust you. And we've heard it, it's cliche, that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. But the easiest way to establish that is to give them knowledge and information that changes their lives and their businesses and makes them happier. And you know, there's people only buy for one of two reasons. Number one, they buy because you solve a problem. Or number two, they buy because you make them feel good, preferably both. And so if you can do that in your content, if you can help them solve a problem or at least move them further down the path in their journey to solve their problem, and you can make them feel good by some entertainment factor or making their life less stressful or more enjoyable, then you've achieved what you need in order to be able to take people's money. And so content gives you that power. Um, over the years, I've learned I started out in the speaking business as in, a, in Toastmasters, actually speaking for free. I got in Toastmasters. I got in a humorous speaking contest. I went all the way to the top. I lost at the top. That was very painful, but uh, came in second at the highest level in this humorous speaking contest. But in that process of learning to speak, I began, we were building the magazines at the time. And I used to go out and give a speech called Gray Hair Everywhere, How to Profit from the 50 Plus Market. And I would get up and talk about the statistics. Every seven and a half seconds, another baby boomer turns 50. And all of these, you know, the biggest transfer of wealth between the elder generation and the baby boomers is happening. And on and on, 10,000 baby boomers a day are hitting retirement and all that kind of stuff. So I would talk about this not try to sell my magazine. I was introduced as the publisher. They all had a copy of my magazine with my bio and stuff on their table while they were eating their chicken dinner. But at the end, they would, I'd have people come up to me and say, hey, how, how can I find out about advertising in your magazine? And I found very early on that you could educate people and give them knowledge and help them in their life or their business, and they would want to buy stuff from you. There's a great book by Robert Cialdini called Influence, A Psychology of Persuasion. It's an old book. Most of you have probably read it. If you haven't read it, you should. If you have read it, you should read it again. There's many, many powerful things in, in that book that will help you um, sell more and be more effective. But one of those things in that book that he talks about is the power of authority. Well, one of the greatest ways that you can get authority, in my opinion, is through public speaking. But the second best and maybe more scalable is through social media platforms and educating people in audio, video, written form, etc. Why? Not just that multiplier effect we talked about, but people respect the people that they learn from and that they believe have the knowledge um, that will help them improve in their life or in their business. And so if you're selling, and in fact, I find... Um, you, I'm going to go, I got to get your picture back up here again. David, you may have experienced this, but a lot of professionals um, suck at selling. They're very good at doing their job, um, but they don't like to sell. They actually feel funky asking for the order. Well, I became uh, aware and I'm a huge believer that the more you serve that, and that's my third point, the more you serve the more you sell. And if you're serving your audience and giving them knowledge and information, they actually respect you much in the same way, because you have the authority, they respect you much in the same way that they do a doctor. 
When you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription, you don't leave the doctor's office, call your cousin and say, hey, what do you think, Ray? Should I get the prescription filled or not? No, you do it, right? Because you trust the authority and the knowledge, the accumulated knowledge of that doctor. Well, if you have knowledge and information and you're sharing it out to the market and they begin to take steps, action steps, and they start finding that what you say is true and that what you say works, well, then you go way, way, way up the authority ladder. And all of a sudden, by giving and serving other people, you are able to not sell when you come to the selling environment, but prescribe. That's a very different place to be. So I want you to think about the next time you're in a relationship to uh, at that conclusion, that close, that if all of the layers of trust and bonding have been stacked on, how much easier it would be for you to just say, so Mary, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to be working together for the next 12 weeks and I'm going to do this. We're going to see each other once a day or once a week or once a month. We're going to be doing this. I'm going to ask you to do this. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. So, and, and you just assume that it's going to happen. Why? Because you're no longer selling, you're serving. You're doing for them and giving them knowledge and information and, and delivering value to them. And because of that, they will just let you lead them down the process. So selling by serving is, is extremely powerful. Um, number four is achieve omnipresence. And the internet and social media have given us the power to do that. And so today you can, I mean, I got introduced that way and I didn't, it's not like I told Shannon to say that. She said, I, you know, I'm seeing his stuff everywhere and you got to go look at his Instagram. And um, I got on the phone yesterday with one of our investors and she said, I saw you in Twitter. No, maybe it was link, LinkedIn. No, maybe it was YouTube. <laughs> and I said, you're right. Whatever you say, you're right. Because we're everywhere and, and we're adding more. Um, so we use a, a software and we're going to get into some of the tools in a minute to answer your questions. But we use a software or a platform called Libsyn for our podcast, for the audio. And with that one tool, you can syndicate out to many places. So we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we're adding iHeartRadio and on and on and on. So you can take some of these tools and those leverage points and be able to put that information out into many places. But what you want to achieve is omnipresence, and the internet gives you the power to do it. The power to do it through content, by giving away content, and also the power by leveraging, and I talked about this in a video recently, but the power to achieve omnipresence by leveraging retargeting or remarketing. And what that means is, is if you put the right pieces in place on your website, you can pixel people, and if on all these platforms you're pixeling them correctly, it means that everywhere they go, you can be there too. So a way for, if you, all of you may be familiar with this, but if you're not, if you've ever gone on a website and then everywhere else you go on the web, their logo, their ads or whatever are on those pages everywhere you go and you think to yourself, they're following me around. They're everywhere I am or they're everywhere, but they're not everywhere. They're only everywhere you are. And so it's a virtual or a, a fabricated form of omnipresence that, that paid advertising on the internet. So you pay for the privilege to be in front of those people. But what happens is, is it puts on many, many layers. 
And so I want to I want to segue with that in, in between point four and point five with this, with a strategy I teach called the carousel concept. So I want you to think about that all of your prospects are on a carousel and they're going around and around and around and around. And you as a marketer, as an educator, as a solution provider, as a professional, are standing on the ground next to the carousel. And every time they go around, they see you, you're standing there. You have some options. When they go around, you can hold up your brochure and say, you wanna buy my stuff? Um, and somebody at some point, you know, might buy your stuff. I like to say even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. But the fact is, is that you're not serving the audience. They're eventually going to start ignoring you. But what if instead, every time they came around, meaning every time they log on Instagram, every time they log on to YouTube, every time they go on Facebook, you're right there in front of their face with value, with content. What happens is people, write this down, people learn in layers and people buy in layers. The more layers you put on, the better chance you have of closing them. And so what happens is, as that carousel goes around, every time they come around, every time they get online, every time they open your emails, every time they visit your Facebook page, or if you're using social media platforms to push content into the stream, both organically as well as with paid traffic, then every time they're logging on, you're right there in front of them giving value. And so when that carousel goes around, you give value. When it goes around, you give value. What happens is, at some point in their life, they're going to hit the tipping point. Either their needs are going to change, their trust and bonding and willingness is going to change, their pain is going to increase enough, something's going to happen in their life and it's going to push them over the edge. And when that happens, you want to be the person that's standing there at the edge of the carousel when they're ready to get off and hand you their credit card and buy. And so when you think about social media, don't think about it in terms of it's just technology or don't think about it in terms of, oh, I gotta go out there and get me some people. Think of it in terms of a platform to serve. I have learned in life that the more you give, the more you get, but you gotta give, 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 if you want to get, 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 that's law. You can't get around that. But it's so powerful because the law of reciprocity will just keep pouring it on, pouring it on, pouring it on. My grandfather was a preacher and I heard him many years ago say that, that scripture, you know, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You know, that's the way the universe gives back to you. The more you push out there, the more they want to give back to you. But you gotta be there and ready when it's time for them to buy, when their needs change and when they're ready to buy. And then that's the fifth thing, is a call to action. In all of your content, in everything that you put out there, you should be taking people and moving them into some sort of a list, preferably an email list, but also you're going to, by the very nature of the technology, making sure that and I, I'm not the technical guy in our company. I know enough of it to ask the right questions and be dangerous. But you need things like Google Tag Manager where you put all these different tags inside of this bucket. And then that way, no matter where people come from on the internet, when they land on your web properties, 
they're getting tagged appropriately for all of the different media platforms and social media platforms that are out there so that you can achieve that omnipresence. So that's sort of a, a version of a list. So you also, if you've gone on websites and at the top, you have the little you know, thing asking you permission to send you notifications. I almost always say no, but don't, don't always judge the audience by yourself, the market by yourself, because I know people right now that are having a lot of success with notification traffic, push notification traffic. So that's a form of a list. Retargeting is a form of a list. Email marketing, a form of a list. Building likes and followers on social media, a form of a list. And so you want to build an audience, you want to serve that audience, but you want to have a call to action. That call to action is follow us, like us, go get this. And as I said, the preferred mechanism is to get them to do something that puts them, they put their email address on a list. If you heard me earlier, I said go to jpmaroney.com free. You can get a bunch of free stuff. It's a bundle that I keep adding to so that I can give, 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 give. And then ultimately somebody along the way gives back to me by choosing to do business with us. We do the same thing. We eat our own dog food. We do what we say and what we tell other people to do. But you've got to put a call to action and in your um, social media. One of the things we did recently is we ordered on Fiverr, cost $12, including the $2 fee, to have a voiceover done where at the end it says, take this action, go to this website to get this information. So now we're doing that for all of our series, for Pillars of Profit, for the Flop Factor, our show that's coming up, for my own VIP um, status, whenever I just put out general content, we're calling people to action to go to a link and to put their information in to be able to get more stuff from us for free resources, handouts, etc. Again, you give value, you attract attention, you get people's trust, and guess what? Then you ask for another action. You get them to take action. And that was another thing in Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. He talks about um, something called commitment and consistency. Commitment can, and consistency is this at its lowest level. If you can get somebody to take a small first action, then it becomes easier for you to get them to take additional actions. And the more actions they take, the harder it is for them to turn around and go back the other direction. Some, someday you need to look up um, on my YouTube or Instagram a video. Have we put a video out about that? If we haven't, we will make sure, but um, called The Secret of the Monkey Fist. And I got this from Gary Benzavinga years ago where he talked about the monkey fist, that knot, and bringing big ships in. But Calls to action in your social media platforms are very much like that. You get people to take small actions, and the more actions that they take, they're on a path with you then. And they get deeper and deeper and deeper, and that carousel goes around and around and around, and eventually they get off and they hand you their credit card. And then their problems change, or you offer them an option for a bigger package or for more help or more service, and they upgrade, and they buy big ticket, and on and on and on, and they become a lifelong client, a raving fan. They bring their friends. They want to tell other people about you. But it started with knowing who your market is, serving by selling, putting out lots of content, being willing to stay out there in front of people over and over again, and then having that call to action. You've been listening to the JP Maroney Audio Vault. 